Welcome to X of Words, a new podcast for the new status quo, created for and by X Twitter. Every episode, a new guest picks a new question for a shotgun quick listen chat. One question, two voices, 10 minutes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of X of Words. 10 minutes of absolute mutant loving bullshit. Welcome back. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us. And talking about people who are with us this episode, we're seeing like first time freshly minted guest, Caleb. It's a different Caleb. It's not the original Caleb. There's now another Caleb. Equal Caleb's. This new Caleb, right? This is you. New, new and improved. Does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> oh, oh, so you came in. You came in with blows already. I, the Omega level, Caleb. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> Ooh. Oh shit! Okay, I am. I am. Let me. There's a disclaimer. Ashley is not in any way involved in this narrative. <laughs> I refuse myself. I would like to be omitted from this narrative. The views expressed on this podcast are not indicative of Ashley's views. <laughs> um. So yeah, you can follow Caleb at J Caleb Warren. That's at J C A L E B W A W R E N. And hey, say hi. Say hi. Tell us who you are. Uh, hi, everybody. I am Caleb. Uh, as has been previously reported, I am a corporate drone by day, mutant rights activist by night. Uh, I have been an ex-fan since, I think, the first Brian Singer movie. I saw it when I was probably six um, and loved these uh, dumb gay mutants ever since. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Ash. Anytime. I'm glad to have you here. You know, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear the history and be like, ah, oh, all that stuff brought you here. So I'm glad for it. Sweet, cool. So let's talk about today's question. We are going to do ten minutes today on. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to read it out because I think it's it's well constructed. So I'm going to read the question. It is, how will we as fans react and respond to the end of this era? Uh, you know, the Krakoa era, uh, and can we go home again? Uh, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get that on that little ass box uh, in the previews when I have to post this episode, <laughs> but I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out. Future problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very much that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking, if, yeah, you know, about whether you can go back, what happens, you know, at the, the fall of uh, Krakoa. You made some really good points about Inferno, Caleb. Yeah, I think it's a fun time to be talking about or thinking about kind of what the end of Krakoa might look like now that Raven and Irene are ready to to burn all this shit down. Uh, <laughs> okay, so now you know me, now you know Caleb, now you know the question. I'm going to start this motherfucking timer. We are going to do the X uh, now. Cool, good, we're going. Um, go for it. Cool, I think, um, like we talked about before, I pitched this question before we got the solicit about Hickman's Inferno, you know, the books of destiny coming soon. And I think that got um, X Twitter talking and thinking about what the end of Krakoa might look like. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this event actually is going to be the end of this era, but it's fun to think about kind of what that might look like. And mm -hmm. as we've seen the, the history of the X-Men, there, there's been some ups and downs, you know, to, to put it politely. Yep. Um, I think when I think about what I want for these mutants, for this franchise moving forward, 
my main concern is that it feel like a next step and not a step backward. So I think there's always a tendency with um, Marvel every, you know, 10 years or so, they kind of want to take everything back to basics, right? Uh, because they don't you know, just completely reboot every two years like DC does. They want to yeah. get people back to sort of the baseline of, of how we understand each little mini franchise within the universe. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want that to um, kind of remove the progress that we've had in this era and just say, okay, well now we're back in this mansion, this school in Westchester and everything's back to normal. Uh, I said it before. I'll say it again. Fuck that school. Fuck the school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kids drop out of school. Uh, education is not important. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. From the foundations to the roof. Fuck, fuck it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so I would, I would want whatever comes next to feel like a next step and not a step backwards. Yeah, and I, I think that's I think that's an incredible point. I think that's nice, um, a nice little bit of nuance pulled out of it. Because um, when we chatted, um, I, I agreed fully, and I was just like, I I am so much more wedded to the uh, the evolution of the of the mutant metaphor than I am even really to Krakoa. I love Krakoa, but I love Krakoa for what it's facilitated. Mm -hmm. um, I think you also made a really good point about resetting. And, you know, I've, I picture with dread this writer waiting in the wings who has this amazing, you know, conflict story between humans and mutants to write. And Hickman's Krakoa pr proposition has completely fucked that because he had a really cool story about Sentinels. And he wants to, <laughs> force, you know, and he wants, he wants to force a reset so he can have Jubilee blow up a sentinel from the mm -hmm. Pack it up, all of our traps. We don't, we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, and I think that's one of the challenges as well is that so many of these writers um, tacitly have written based on the old paradigm. Yep, absolutely. And I hope that Hickman, they, I hope that internally they don't see what Hickman's done here as a stint. They've seen it as a as a grand fundamental rewriting of mutant's position in the Marvel universe. Absolutely, and one that got both sort of the fan base excited and brought yeah. a lot of new people into this franchise. Mm -hmm. Or like myself, I had been sort of dormant in my uh, following the X Men um, since I think around Messiah Complex and House of X Powers of Ten was a game changer, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm in again. They got me again. <laughs> Not, this. not you crying, <laughs> crying <laughs> on your way back from the comic shop. <laughs> Literally, though. These bitches stick up me again. <laughs> um, I also think um, one thing that I think is really important to preserve as we move forward, one thing that may, has made this era so great mm -hmm. is that it, I think this is the most in sync the line has ever felt. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. since like the Claremont era, right? So I think... Um, we've all had a lot of fun sort of getting to know these different writers and sort of their dynamic as a writer's room, telling this grand story together. And I think that is so important. It's not, it's really not just Hickman telling the story. It's all of these writers looking at uh, the sort of paradigm that he set up from all of these different angles. So whatever, whatever we move forward to next, whether, you know, even if, if it is back in New York, right, I think that's an important dynamic to have. We make sure we have, a, a diverse group of voices, 
and yeah. be just a group that's really in sync with the, the larger story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, yeah. And that is an amazing point. And I think, I think in fact, um, that makes me more hopeful that this won't just be scrubbed off the whiteboard at some point, because I, 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 I agree with you fully that anything, anything other than um, using this as a benchmark or a baseline from which to go forward, I think would be a regression as well. Yeah. Um, but but you're, you're right, there is a massive unity across the line. And I think the fact that they are also joined up makes me hopeful that everyone's in on this. You know, there aren't people waiting in the wings to blow it up. Right, there's people ready to sort of carry the torch and, and move things forward based on the groundwork that Hickman's laid. Yeah, yeah. You just, and now I suppose all we can do is, uh, is wish them well. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's... So, so what, what would you like to see from the film? Say, say if we, this is the most horribly constructed question I've ever asked, but <laughs> so, we're talking about um, whether we can go home again and what happens at the end of Krakoa. What would you want to see? Like what, if, say if Krakoa was to lovingly, gently phase out, right? We gently put Krakoa into the water and it floated peacefully away. <laughs> but what would you want to see? We're watching Krakow float away. We're like, oh, we left Doug on his head. Sorry. <laughs> I, that's an interesting question. I don't think I have a great answer to it because I think what floored me about House of X is that it's nothing I ever would have said, I want this, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something completely new that hadn't been done before. And so I think I want, I want someone to take this franchise in a new direction, some something that hasn't been done before, right? I don't want to yeah. see. We don't need to go back to Westchester. We don't need to go back to Utopia. Whatever the these old sort of um, status status quoes that we've, I mean, we've kind of explored them from every angle, right? So mm -hmm. where can we take these characters in a new direction? Um, maybe explore their relationship to the rest of the Marvel universe in interesting ways, uh, especially now that you know. The, uh, Disney's not scared of losing out on the money from not having the film rights to the X-Men. Uh, <laughs> they can let them all play together now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have a great answer, but... Um, I think that was a good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just want to leave out. Yeah, man. <laughs> not too much to ask. <laughs> don't undersell yourself. That was a good answer. Um, and I'm, I mean, on my hand, I have nothing. So... It's got to be better than that, right? <laughs> I just, uh, one of the other things that we talked about before, yeah. I hope that they are learning from, Marvel being they, um, yeah. I hope that they are learning from the past of this franchise. Uh, talked about how Grant Morrison in their run took the franchise in a very bold new direction and it got a lot of people very excited. Mm -hmm. And then the decimation, which was sort of the ultimate back to basics reset, yeah. Um, there's only 200 mutants now and they're all living in this mansion. Uh, I think that caused a lot of people to lose interest in the franchise, myself included. I stuck around for a little while, like I said, around till Messiah Complex, but it just, it wasn't as fun anymore. Um, mm. And so I, I hope that they've learned that lesson and that when, the, when it comes time to ask what's next for the X-Men, I hope that that's sort of in their heads is, oh, we don't want to lose all these fans again, uh, that we just sort of, took all this time building up and getting excited about these characters again. 100%. It, 
because I think this, I think this gives them, they've got boundless creativity. Because with Araco there, you know, you've got Giant Size, which is hinting a lot of stuff on Mars. I just think there are so many amazing places that they can get taken. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That means, you know what that means. That means we have a minute to wrap things up. Um, so I will just say, uh, yeah, I, th I think there's so many new territories that have been pitched up here um, that we should never be going backwards. There are too many, there are too many routes forward. Absolutely. And I think you made a point uh, in our conversation before that was really good about how Back to basics would kind of erase the progress that we've made with the metaphor itself, right? We've, yes. we've left behind the assimilationist rhetoric of, you know, quote unquote, Xavier's dream. And I think it'd be really uh, disappointing to lose that progress. Yeah, because really it's starting to ask questions that are tougher. Uh, everybody yep. knows what discrimination looks like. looks like. Everybody knows what hatred looks like, um, what genocide can look like. But when you move it forward, we've, we've now started to ask the question, is, like, what's the real value? What's the inherent value and what are the pitfalls of protection, of, of prioritizing self-protection? How do you start to uncouple your identity from suffering? What's the meaning of a life? I think those are amazing things to talk about through yeah. the prism of mutants. Absolutely. And what, when a minority group starts to thrive, what do they owe to the rest of the mm. world, the, the rest of the world that has oppressed them for so long? I think is a very interesting question that the, mm. the whole idea of the Krakoan drugs kind of brings up. Uh, what, what do they owe yeah. to their and, oppressors, and, and, essentially? Okay, so I know I'm going to, I said I was going to tie up, so I'm going to tie up. <laughs> but like, also, we've, we've got this snippet of like a really huge grand future. And we know, it was a, we know it was an alternate future, but they've pitched up, like there are big bads looming on the horizon. Like we know the Nimrod creation is coming. Like also no one's talking about the fact that you've got like a rogue phalanx. So Warlock, you've got a rogue phalanx. Yeah, um, we should have, Let's talk we should about, have yeah, that conversation, you know, for sure. We don't like AIs, except this one. This one specific AI. <laughs> yeah, the phalanx is out there. We got that whole data page about how the phalanx kind of morphs into... I, I, I got lost in that. I, I'm not smart enough for that, but <laughs> it's out there. I think all of us pretend we are. Don't worry. Right, I'm like, don't yeah, worry. no, Jonathan, I'm with you. I get it. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Totally, John. Like, that's what I was saying, John. Yep. No, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <Same page>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, to tie it up, you know, I, I think we're on the same page and we love where it is. We love where it's going. And we think there's a richer places for it to go. And the last thing that we want is for them to be back in that motherfucking building. Fuck the school. Westchester. <laughs> fuck that school. Fuck everybody who worked there. Fuck, if, like, everyone from windows to the wall. Like, everybody absolutely fuck toad mopping those floors <laughs> <laughs> perfect podcast closer thank <laughs> you thank you i've been ashley i've been caleb and this has been x of words you said you were gonna nail it and you nailed it stuck the landing omega level caleb <laughs> <laughs> okay Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.